Hi, this is Jasper Cole, and I'm the next guest coming up on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. It is time for episode 578 of On Screen and Beyond, the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have Jasper Cole joining us. Now, you've seen him over the years on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Prom Queen, Everyone Hates Chris, uh, The Purge Anarchy, uh, the American Horror Story, The Rookie, and now he is on The Family Business, and uh, he is going to be joining us and talking about all the things he has going on. He's a great guest, so get ready for Jasper Cole right here on On Screen and Beyond, and as we move into the holiday season, we are going to be taking our break for uh, you know the holidays and uh, get, get get together with family and everything so I won't be doing any episodes we will be continuing each day to upload uh, past episodes of on screen and beyond so you'll be able to get those and uh, listen to those too give you something to do and uh, while you're at it tell a friend about on screen and beyond and go back in time and listen to every episode of On Screen and Beyond. Download the whole batch of them. It's, it's you know, there's, uh, well, we don't have all 578 up yet. We are somewhere, I don't know, in the range of uh, 300 and something or somewhere around there. But anyways, uh, every day we post new ones, so, uh, or old episodes, I should say. And uh, then on Sundays, we have our regular shows, except for these next couple of weeks coming up before the holidays. So, uh but uh, like I said, tell a friend, get uh, get them hooked on On Screen and Beyond like a lot of you are. And we appreciate it so much. Love your emails that we get. If you want to email me, you can email me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We are on uh, the socials, of course, uh, mostly on Instagram. That's the one that uh, we seem to hit the most. Uh, also on Twitter. And, uh, you know, just uh, go ahead and check them out and you can find out what's going on and everything. And uh, why don't, uh, you know, just just do that. Do it as a favor for me <laughs> for Christmas, as a Christmas present. Everybody goes and downloads every episode of On Screen and Beyond. That would be great. And you know, we'll get uh, more people to come to On Screen and Beyond, and we appreciate it very much. But right now, let's get right into it. It is time now for Remake Madness. Remake Madness, well, it looks like Gal Gadot will star in a retelling of the story of Cleopatra. She joins the ranks of Elizabeth Taylor, who also starred as the fame leader. And another remake of The Phantom of the Opera is in the works, and this one will be called Phantom. And Netflix, they're having a remake of The Fall of Usher. And that's uh, going to be a TV show on this one, and it will uh, recently added Mark Hamill in the cast. So check that one out. It is time now for upcoming movies on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, Tom Holland will star as Fred Astaire in a biopic about Fred Astaire. And also, Jamie Bell is also going to get a chance to dance and be Fred Astaire in another project that's about 
Fred Astaire. So he seems to be the current thing that everybody is doing. So we'll see what goes on with that. And Disney's next animated movie, it's going to be called Strange World and will arrive next Thanksgiving. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, as far as sequels, it looks like Shang-Chi uh, is going to be getting a sequel. It's in the works right now over at the Marvel Universe. And Legally Blonde 3 will be hitting theaters on May 3rd. And Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, will swim into theaters on December 16th, 2022. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, December 14th, the 2021 World Series comes to Blu-ray and DVD, showcasing the Atlanta Braves. And what do you say? The holiday gift time. DVDs that you can pick up. There's a whole bunch of them here. Uh, Clarice Season 1, I just got a copy of that sent to me. And also uh, CSI New York, the complete series. Dexter, the complete series. And CIS New Orleans, it's the complete series also. Star Trek, the original series, the complete series. Star Trek Season 1 and 3, Discovery. You know, Star Trek Discovery. And the Equalizer Season 1. And the Stan Original and also the uh, new version that they're having out. And Yellowstone Season 1 through 3. Walker Season 1. The Andy Griffith Show. The Complete Series. And MacGyver The Complete Series. Those are some things you can check out for the holiday season. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next at On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. (laughs) Movies on DVD. Well, on February 15th, the celebration of the 10th anniversary of Looper is uh, looking to come out on 4K Ultra HD. December 14th, The Card Counter with Oscar Isaac is going to be coming your way along with Tiffany Haddish as it arrives on Blu-ray and DVD. And Clifford the Big Red Dog, February 1st on Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next at On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV and entertainment time. TV and entertainment time. Well, it looks like Leverage Redemption has been renewed for a second season on IMDb TV. And Invasion has been renewed for a second season also on Apple. And sadly, Michael Nesmith of the Monkees has passed away this past week. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have Jasper Cole joining us here at On Screen and Beyond.
Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who we have seen on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Prom Queen, The Purge Anarchy, American Horror Story, The Rookie, and so many others. And now you can see him on The Family Business as Corey Black and so many other films and TV shows. Soon he will be seen in the film Fall with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It's Jasper Cole. Jasper, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, buddy. How are you? Great. You know, Jasper, after reading that introduction, <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind when I when I saw that you were going to be in a film with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I thought, wow, I can picture the two of you on <laughs> on The Walking Dead you oh know, forming God. a new uh, uh, uh <laughs> whatever you want to call it, group of people. And, and you know, the two of you would be, you know, just a, 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 a an unstoppable force. A scary group, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, if, from your lips to God's ears, I, I've actually auditioned for that show a few times. Really? Um, have not gotten it. You know, I'm from, born and raised in Georgia, and they shoot that in, in Georgia. So I've always like, come on now, wait a minute. Why am I not on this show? But, you know, I think that one... I think it's ending, right? But then they have the spinoff. Yeah, they spinoff they got, coming. Well, you know, they got so many spinoffs now. It's right, like, right. But yeah, I think uh, the, the Walking Dead itself is going to going to finish, and then there's a couple of others. Uh, I think that one of the other ones that they have going is is in the final season, and it just uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I think sometimes you know they expand it too much. Sometimes. Right, right. I I, could, I think so too. It's almost like quality over quantity right mm-hmm. like let's have one really solid spinoff and let that one stand on its own right yeah yeah and it's and- but as an actor i mean as an actor you know we're we're i mean just for us the more spinoffs the the, the more opportunities so of course <laughs> yeah it's kind of a, di- a dichotomy there indeed yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean you know uh, right now there's so many different platforms for shows, oh, and I mean, it's increased so much. You, I mean, like you say, actors must love it, but it, then it gets to the, the people who are watching it. It's like, okay, do I get this plus, or do I get this one, or do I get both? Or right. and and eventually you got to say, okay, I got to stop here. I can't, I can't watch any of these shows because, you know, oh, I'm, well, I've got too who many. Has, <laughs> who has time? And you have to refinance your house to afford exactly. all the uh, exactly all the fees. But, yeah, it's true because I'll be reading, like, a, a deadline of the trades, and I'll say, you know, such and such renewed for season three. And I'm thinking, season three? I've never even heard of it. Right. Like, yeah. I, so, yes, you're right. As actors, it's amazing we have all these platforms for opportunities. But as a viewer, you know, I don't know about you, but I just – I can't binge for hours and hours watching uh, episodes. I'm, I guess my mind is still of the – the one one episode a week person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. even on shows that I think I could just binge the whole thing, I will tend to do like one episode on a Saturday and then the next one the next Saturday. Um, it's just weird. Yeah, I don't have that attention span. I guess. Yeah, and it, and the, the maddening thing about uh, the the all the how they binge and throw everything out at once on some of these shows, uh, it's like okay, you you know you get interested and you watch them all. And then in you know it might even be a weekend you watched them all, or it might right. be two three weeks, but then you got to wait a year year and a half before you can see them again. <laughs> right, and you can't remember by then what the show was about or exactly. how it ended or anything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah. so let's talk about your career. I mean, you've uh, you've done a lot of different shows. I'm looking over the list here, and it's like, okay, that's a good show. That's a good show. That's a good show. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I've been truly blessed. You know, I always say, because, you know, here's the funny thing. You know, when we're in our career and we're when we're doing it, we don't have any perspective, right? So now that I'm like the old guy on the set um, and I'm with, and I'm with these younger actors, you know, my big mantra, like they're so sick of me saying it, but it's like if I could go back and just stop saying like, you know, when I make it kind of thing, because as actors, we always think there's something bigger and better coming next. And, and then you sort of get to a stage and you look back and you're like, you know what? I was kind of doing the damn thing and didn't even appreciate it at the time. Right. Because, I was either already on to the next thing or this wasn't big enough or, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm to my long winded point is I'm trying to be in gratitude and say, thank you. And yes, I do acknowledge I've been really fortunate to have a career this long. And, you know, the, the sort of sexist thing about men in the business is we, as a character actor, I can probably work more as I get older you know, because it's just the way the business is and so many of the better parts. Well, it's funny. They used to tell me when I was younger in my 20s, you know, Jasper, when you get older, you're going to work all the time. And I used to think, well, how about the next 20 years? Should I just <laughs> do telemarketing or what would you like for me to do? Yeah. <laughs> but it really was around age 40. I mean, I've always been lucky to work, but age 40 is when my whole look changed and I, just the whole bad guy thing took off and so in a way they were the industry whoever they is the industry was kind of right by saying you know just hang in there you're going to work yeah now you've you've been the bad guy a lot of times do you you enjoy doing that or would you like to get a a, a, an episode or (laughs) a a show where a sitcom (laughs) yeah where you can be well i don't know well let's talk about that no you're you've done some things that were comical though but yes, and to your point, it, see, the funny thing is when I moved here in 1987, I wrote a play, it was a comedy. I actually thought I was going to be like a comedy person, like sitcoms, and because that's my nature. I, I come from the comedic background. So it's like, tell God your plans, right? Because I, even now when I'm on a comedy, I'm still like the creepy guy or the bad guy. I'm not the one delivering the funny lines um but it's starting to change i've got a a project coming out next year it's a digital series called kombucha cure and i i do play a very quirky funny kind of crazy guy you know mm-hmm. um but but no in general i am so grateful to get on a list at all any list so the moment i got on sort of that bad guy list and again i always say i'm just blessed to be one of many amazing actors who play bad guys um i mean i always say danny trejo is our like the og of mm-hmm. we all bow, bow down to danny for for what he does but um yeah so being typecast you really want to get typecast in tv and film because that's that's where the work starts coming so i don't mind being typecast um i think stage is where you can go and kind of do other things but the industry does like to sort of put you in a lane and and keep you there, which again, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Do you do stage? Yeah. Well, I come from the theater. You know, I did. I used to do at least one play a year, and 
It's been six years, and it's it's killing me. It's been six years since I've done a, a, a live stage production. And <laughs> the top of 20, January of 2020, I renewed my equity card because I deter- I was like, yep, this is the year. I'm going to do theater. I'm going to get back. I'm going to go to New York. And then, of course, a month later, the pandemic hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was gung-ho, and I was ready. And I, so I've been putting the fillers back out now but since things have sort of you know opened up again yeah. to get back on stage yeah yeah so you enjoy that uh, getting oh that tremendously i mean yeah i mean it's funny because i always thought like the natural progression as an actor you would do theater and then do tv or move into film but and i didn't really appreciate the technique of tv and film but then after getting into tv and film you know they're all they're just different beasts and so it, it, there are a lot of actors who have never done theater. They, you know, they don't want to do it. Um, it's really the only medium where the actor is in control, more or less. Because once, once opening night happens, after you've rehearsed, you kind of are calling the shots. In TV and film, I'm just there to service, you know, the writer, the director, the producer. I'm just there to make sure we all get home in 12 hours, you know, hit my mark, go home. So it's just a different beast altogether. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to take you back to uh-huh. when you were, you know, just a kid. Maybe it wasn't when you were a kid. Maybe it was as you got older. I don't know. But when was the moment where you said, "I want to be an actor"? Well, there are two incidences. The first time I can remember, I was like five years old. I've never connected this till recently. Um, I went to my first memory of a Christmas parade in Athens, Georgia. And as a five-year-old, you know, when you're, everyone's huge and it's a crowd and it's big. And, and, um, I got to march, I got to walk in the Christmas parade and I remember the applause and the, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the, the pointing at this little kid and stuff like that. And I really think in some ways that started it. But my real first memory is I remember watching, um, and it's a lot of people's, but watching The Wizard of Oz as a kid, I can't sing, I really can't dance or any of that. But it was something about that the, the movie, and I just thought, wow, I really want to do that. And I was a latchkey kid. I grew up on tele- all the television of the 70s, and I guess I would watch the reruns from the 60s. And so I really grew up with television. I knew I wanted to be on television um, more than anything. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't do anything. To, so I didn't do anything about it until after I graduated high school. I'm the youngest of four boys. So I just sort of played all the sports and followed in my brother's footsteps. And, um, you know, it didn't seem to be quote the cool thing to do at the time to do theater, but I would I would like sneak into the auditorium when the high school productions were rehearsing and I would watch. And, but once I graduated high school and I went to college for a couple of years, I finally realized, you know what, I need to just pursue it. So that's when I really went full force with the acting. So did you just head out to LA or what did you do? <laughs> well, to my parents horror, um, I did, I did attempt, I did, come to LA three times. I think the first time I was 18. Um, the second time I actually got flown out here to test for a pilot 
TV pilot, which I didn't get. But again, that was for me, that was like, okay, that's it. I'm supposed to live in LA. And then I tried one more time at like 21 and a casting director here said to me, you know, I love your ambition, Jasper. I love your hustle, but you don't really have anything to back it up. So you really need to go back to Atlanta. You need to, you know, learn, learn the craft or whatever. So I went back and I enrolled in the uh, Alliance theater theater program in Atlanta. And it was like a full on acting, playwriting, everything about theater. Um, and I sort of immersed myself in that. And so, and then I met Becky Kennedy, who was a, a fellow actor writer. And we together co-wrote and co-starred in this really stupid comedy <laughs> called Willow Springs now. And I don't know if you remember Fernwood tonight. Oh yeah. With, yeah. Okay. You remember the talk show and the, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did a version of that set in South Georgia and, um, and we actually did it in Atlanta, and we got a little bit of a following. And so I was 23 at the time, yeah. And um, I thought, oh my God, so now I've paid my dues. <laughs> but I had also I had also shot like a commercial there, and um, so we literally packed up the two cars with our with our set from the from the play, and you know came out to LA and found a producer and put the play up and it ran off and on for like a year. And that was really my entree into LA. And I'm really glad it was theater too. Cause back in that, in the 1987, you know, pre social media, pre internet, I mean, really as an actor, you to get seen, you really had to do theater or showcases or, or something like that. So yeah. it's, it worked out. I mean, that's where I got my first agent and, and then, of course, reality set in, and it was like, it's not, Jasper, it's not always this easy. So, you know, you have to really buckle down. And I did the series of temp jobs and <clears throat> um, side hustle jobs and just getting p- parts here and there, you know, enough to give me affirmations I'm doing the right thing. And then I think it was about 1994, 95 that I was, I got my first big network pilot and, you know, for me, it was a big chunk of money, and I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to take the leap and just dive in full time and knock wood. Thank God, I, you know, when you don't have a fallback plan, I think you have to just fall forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of didn't. It was like you better make it happen now. But um, so yeah, that's kind of that's sort of when I sort of I guess technically I think I joined SAG in '86 in Georgia and then have just been working ever since. Thank God. Wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, one of the first things that's listed in your your bio as, as far as what you've done uh, was uh, it's uncredited, which a lot of people that's right. that's the way it starts. And uh, but you were uncredited for the magical world of Disney as the announcer in Rock and Roll Mom. 
Nelly. Oh, Rock and Roll Mom. Yeah, with Diane Cannon and Heather Locklear. Now, you must have been thrilled to be on, I mean, you know, oh. Magical World of Disney. You know, I mean, as a kid, that was, you know, everybody watched it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, and that I mean, so any actors listening out here, that that was an example where I was actually doing extra work in the at the beginning, you know, because I mm-hmm. I say to actors, extra work is a great way to learn how a set operates, and you know, just to watch everything. And so I got that's where you got I got upgraded to an actual part mm-hmm. um, where I was the MC. Now it it was later cut out, but I got to ex- I got to experience the doing and that's when I say a lot of times to actors you know it's really about the the moments when you're doing the work after that it's out of our hands you know like we could do amazing stuff and it gets cut out so I do have several uncredited things on my resume which basically means you, you worked and it got cut mm-hmm. but yeah I mean because I had watched you know I had watched Heather Locklear on TJ Hooker and oh, yeah. Dynasty and and then Diane Cannon is a classic. And I just remember at the time thinking, oh, my God, they, Diane Cannon looks like they could be sisters, you know, because <laughs> Diane always has looked amazing. But, yeah, I was extremely uh, – it's not starstruck. I've always loved show business. So, like, my head is full of, like, just useless pop culture, TV, and film knowledge, which I guess comes in handy for my podcast. But you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like – oh yeah. I may I may not be great with geography, but I can probably tell you Norman Lear's credits, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was a thrill for me to 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 work on that, and it was um, I guess that was a TV considered like a TV movie at the time. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, and I and oh, and those days those days also, you you really don't you would never know if you got cut out of something. Um, now, if you get cut out, they the union sends you a letter ahead of time. But in those days, you know, you would tell everyone, make sure to watch me on such and such thing. And then you tune in. It's like, where'd I go? Yeah. You know? <laughs> what did they do? But, but I could talk about, you know, doing it and being on the set. Of course, we didn't have the iPhones and the social media that, you know, those days. But yeah, that was a big, that was a thrill. And they both were amazing and I, I i just kept thinking god they're doing these takes over and over again you know like wow it was um it was fun yeah now you mentioned being starstruck uh, with all the people you've mm-hmm. worked with over the years is there anybody that has really been like the top of your being starstruck <laughs> that you've worked with it's well it's funny you know i've met um i've been more like working wise I always say Sam Elliott is like one of my mm-hmm. go-to guys because it, it, not only did I do I love him as an actor, but I didn't I wasn't expecting to like him so much as a person, and he really um, taught me a lot. I worked on a pilot called Texarkana in 1998 with him. Um, I learned so much from him and just watching him on set and then having talks about the business. But in my personal life. You know, throughout the years, I've been able to meet, like, I'm a huge Joan Rivers fan, and I actually got to go to a Thanksgiving dinner at a friend's house where she was one of the guests. Wow. And that was a fascinating time for me because that's where I got to see how people have a professional persona and a personal persona. And her professional 
persona is caustic and you know what I mean, raunchy and tell it like it is or whatever. But Joan Rosenberg, I guess, or, you know, it's this classy, elegant, just fine art and China, you know, and she, I think she used to have a thing in her act about the character she plays on stage would never be welcome in her home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel that way about most of the characters I play, but, um, but, it's funny, and all the times that people I've worked with and met, Sam Elliott and, and then Joan Rivers are the two that impressed me the most, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Now, you also worked with Jay Leno on The Tonight Show, right? I did, yes. I was so – see, and again, thank God. That's Now, that's the comedic jobs. Those were comedic jobs I got um, because the, the wonderful casting director, Scott, there um, – sort of put together like the tonight show players and so we would scott would call us and sometimes you know he'd call us like at 10 in the morning and say jasper we've got a bit today can you get here by three sometimes you can sometimes you can't and i would rush over and we would we would pre-tape these comedic skits and again hundreds and only maybe 10 will make i mean you may shoot that day but they cut it by the time they get to uh the live show mm -hmm. so um, but that was a wonderful experience. And that's another one where I got to watch, you know, that show was rehearsed down to the last degree. In other words, there was not a question. Jay actually had people sit in and rehearse and pretend to be the guest while he would go over the questions he was going to rehearse for that night. Now I, I always thought, I mean, the key is if you can make it look spontaneous, um, I know, I mean, a lot of shows do pre-interviews, but I didn't know some did as much as to do an actual run-through rehearsal, you know. So I got to see how he worked. But I've since worked on other shows like a Jimmy Kimmel and places where he has his own style. He's a lot more just, I think, you know, the producers, they do a pre-interview with a guest, and then he just wings it okay. when they get out there. Yeah. 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 I mean, he doesn't sit down and do a whole rehearsal of the show. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it was it was great. For me, it was a thrill. Um, again, you know, I got hooked on The Tonight Show when Joan Rivers used to guest host for Johnny Big Carson. Johnny, yeah. So, yeah, and then I was a big David Letterman fan. So when the whole David Letterman, Jay Leno brouhaha happened, I, I, I David Letterman's humor is a little more in line with mine. But I, I came to really appreciate Jay is the quintessential um, worker bee, like a company guy, like loyal and, and corporate. He probably never missed a day of work, that kind of guy, you yep. know. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he was fun. He was really fun. He, he treated us all with a lot of respect. And the other great thing about that is they've never changed. They never changed the studio from when Carson was there. So you've got the original, like, ugly shag carpeting from the 70s and <laughs> – you know, in the green rooms and yeah. in our dressing rooms. It just had that total throwback um, to to the days of Carson, hmm. wow. which is thrilling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jeez. Now, I, I know we're getting close to the end of time here, but uh, can you can you let us in, in on uh, uh, your role as Corey Black on uh, The Family Business? Right? Oh, thank you. Absolutely. I'm so excited about this. I play 
So, so the family business is in its third season. I joined the show in the, this season. Um, it's on BET Plus, and then after it, the ten episodes air on BET Plus, it does eventually air on BET. I, I guess you call it the regular cable channel. But yeah, I play Corey Black. He's head of a Pittsburgh biker gang um, who's involved with Ernie Hudson's character, Elsie um, Duncan's the Duncan family. They sort of by day they run this respectable exotic car dealership, but really underground they have this uh, drug cartel business and so i've come in this season introducing a new drug into the cartel called uh fire and it's causing a lot of problems and um oh my god it's so great to work with ernie hudson and robert picardo from star trek mm -hmm. robert even was just the on drummer the show. he was just on the show oh, you had like, robert on well, yeah oh. about uh i don't know it might have been two months ago something i don't remember exactly but yeah he was just recently on yeah, he's he was on from season one, and I had got to work with him, and we have one really great scene uh, this season. And I mean, it's it's, just, it's one of those. It's, it's such a huge kind of um, dynasty kind of storyline. So there's so many actors. My storylines never even crossed them, so I didn't get to to work with them. But like the drummer Sheila E. Um, is also acting in this season. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, Trey Haley, the director, is amazing, and Indy Brown, the producer. Uh, it's based on Carl Weber's books, and so yeah, I'm fingers crossed we're going to get. I will tell you, fingers crossed we get a fourth season because it's one of the few times I have not. Well, I guess I can say it. Spoiler alert: I don't get killed <laughs> in this one. So. Corey so far has survived, which yeah. is a rarity for Jasper Cole. Yeah. What's the most What's the most bizarre way that you've been killed off on a TV show? Or oh my movie? God. We. Well, my favorite is I did a a horror film called Hansel and Gretel with D. Wallace, and I get killed. I get impaled in the back with a with a handmade tree bark spear that's been booby trapped, and it it I, I mean. It looks so real. I mean, of course, it, shooting it was like you have no clue. But when I finally watched it, I was like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. But, yeah, I've been – I mean, I've been shot so many times and um, knocked over the head and stabbed. and <laughs> But a lot of, lot, of gun, lot of gun bullets and yeah. wounds and, yeah, so – but, yeah, but the impalement – with the with the tree branch is one of my favorites. Hmm. And you mentioned Dee Wallace; she's been a guest on the show too. Here, yeah. oh my God, yeah, years she's ago, icon, years ago. treasure. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know what? I to be honest with you, I I I I look at projects now, especially. I just kind of look at them like who was in it. You know, I I love working with these iconic people, and so I I really that's what gets me excited. To either, I'm either most excited with like a first-time director who's really passionate and excited, and then surrounded by you know these veteran, uh, veteran actors that I've always loved their work because I learn every time I, every time I work I learn something new. So yeah. and I still I still get excited to go to work. So I I, I vowed that if I ever was not excited or complaining, then I would just get out of the business because. Who wants that, right? Yeah. Are there any projects you can tell us about that you've got uh, coming up that haven't been released or that you're going to be working on or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned, uh, so Kombucha Cure is a 
digital series that I, I executive produced and co-star in with Tamara Braun and Jennifer Bassey and Robert Craighead and Denise Boutet. And that's coming out of spring of next year. And it's sort of a, it's sort of a Northern exposure, a quirky little town with, uh, and that's the when I said I was playing a more comedic role of Theo. I've, I've um, seen the clip. Coming. I've seen one of the clips. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well then, you know, so it's, that's a very quirky one. And then I, like you mentioned, um, a fall that's coming out and I have a, I have a, a cameo in a new film called Sally Wood starring Sally Kirkland, oh. um, which is, which is going to be a, a really fun movie. So yeah, you know what? Just hoping to do more of family business and, and my podcast one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Um, we're on a hiatus now, but it's normally every Thursday at 6 PM on blog talk, but you can go to jaspercole.com and, Everything is there, all my social media, the, the radio shows, everything's on my website. Yeah, great. And you said Sally Kirkland. It, it, she's also been a guest on the show here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I met Sally Kirkland doing the pilot of the TV series Still Magnolias in 1991, mm-hmm. I guess. And we just, we've been friends, ever, dear friends ever since. And she was my acting coach for many years. And and then at the actor studio and yeah, so everyone, Sally Wood, just quickly, it, it's basically based on Sally and one of the assistants she hired back in the 80s. And Sally is playing herself from the 80s all the way up to current day. Mm, um, wow. And it, it's a comedy with Jennifer Tilly and Eric Roberts and uh, Michael Learn. So it's, it's really, I, I think this is going to get her back on the awards podium this time wow. again that's great it's a real tour de force i play a tip I, my usual homeless guy <laughs> but um <laughs> homeless hank as i we named him homeless hank yeah <laughs> yeah well jasper it's it's been a pleasure to have you on the show there's so many other things that you've done that we could talk about but we're running out of time but uh, i'd like of to finish course. up with one final question Mm-hmm. And it takes us uh, to when you sit back and relax. What's your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Well, right now, The Morning Show with Reese Witherspoon and uh, Billy Crudup and Jennifer Aniston is really my favorite. I call that a drama. Um, Hacks, the, the Gene Smart uh, comedy on HBO Max, is by far my, my favorite comedy. Going back in the past, I mean, I I grew up on all the Norman Lear, all in the family, the Jeffersons, One Day at a Time, Good Times, you know, um, those were my favorite comedies back in the day. My favorite movie of all time, Dramatic, is Ordinary People. Mm, Um, Well, it's funny. I have Imitation of Life. The, the, the Sandra D version and then uh, Ordinary People are my favorite uh, features and then I mean there's so many but you know those are always the two that come come to mind and so many comedies I mean so many classic comedies from Animal House to you know yeah. uh, like Election with Reese Witherspoon that's one of my favorites well, somebody's got to put you in a comedy. <laughs> I mean, a real come comedy. on, everybody! <laughs> yes, come on. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Kombucha Cure is going to, you know, um, open some doors in the comedy world. So, yeah. fingers crossed. Well, I appreciate that. I've said it so many different times: is that when you see 
somebody like, and this takes me back to, you know, uh, shows my age, uh, Alice Cooper, when he was always mm. doing one type of music, then all of a sudden he did the Only Women Bleed, you know, those types of right. songs. And it was like, wow, this guy's incredible. I mean, you know, he was good. We always enjoyed <laughs> him. But it, you could see how he could change from what, you know, you normally expect him to do. And I've seen a lot of actors do that. You know, they go, well, mm -hmm. Leslie Nielsen, you know, he was always a dramatic oh, actor. Oh, right. And then, boom, he does a comedy. And Airplane. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know. Yep. So uh, it's it, I, I love it when I see an actor doing something that we're, we're not used to seeing them do because it's uh, just it well, just again, shows I what they can do. I referenced Danny Trejo earlier. You know, Danny's been able to do that. He had yes. pivoted over to comedies, and so you're right. That's That's when they go, oh, wow. Didn't know he had it. And probably, you know, like me, if you talk to certain actors, they probably thought they were going to start out one way and ended up in a whole other genre. So mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm ready to swing that pendulum back the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jasper, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you with us, and uh, I, I wish you luck with all the things you have coming up. Well, thank you, and happy holidays to you and everyone listening. Thank you so much for having me. And a big thank you going out to Jasper Cole for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Check him out on all the different shows he's been on over the years. And, of course, right now you can check him on The Family Business on BET Plus and eventually on BET, and you can check him out there. So, uh, And also in fall, if that's coming up, the movie, and, uh, you know, just uh, keep a lookout for him. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. And that's it. Uh, we are just about done another episode of On Screen and Beyond. And I want to remind you that if you have a youngster, a toddler, uh, who is, uh, you know, looking for something different to watch, uh, Bongi Bear and the Kingdom of Rhythm is out there right now. It is, uh, I think it's still in some theaters. And also it is on demand. And you can go to Apple TV. You can download it or uh, Amazon Prime. All of those different uh outlets cox tv and everything those are the ones where you can go ahead and you can rent it or just for a little bit more you can buy it and you can have it and your child will uh, will get a kick out of it and i really enjoy it i hope uh, i was involved with it i wrote it i created the characters and the whole works you know directed it and everything and had the opportunity to work with all these fantastic people who were in it uh, ruth buzzy and june lockhart and dom deloise and uh Rob Paulson, and uh, it just it's just it just goes on and on. These amazing people. So uh, if you get a chance, check it out, or like you say, you can rent it or you can buy it, uh, whichever way you want to do it, and uh, it'd be a good stocking stuffer. You know, just some something for the uh, the kids to watch, and uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, hope you'll enjoy it. So. That's just the little thing I wanted to put out there, but uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when do we once again take you on screen and beyond? I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.